0: All sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond!
1: Beyond! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode three hundred and fifty-five. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything. Call Moriarty. What an
0: exhausting morning!
1: It's not, yeah, well, the day's not even half done. Of course, it's the like games a, com, it's like a fourth done for me. The Gamescom is happening. The PlayStation press conference just happened. We have a lightning round beyond for you because we're out of time because we're running late. In the ever rotating third
2: chair, the one and only fiercest fighter in the office, Vince Ingenito. What's up, everyone? Yeah, if, if your day is a quarter done, mine's like three quarters done because I've been here since five in the a.m. That's early. Yes. Because you came from Microsoft too. That's right. I do Microsoft as well.
0: All yeah, right. yeah, Greg and I are. We watched the conference. Yep. We're going to Sony in a couple hours. Yep. We're exactly. going to have some very many, 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 many things to tell you tomorrow.
1: Right. <laughs> but right now, we're going to deconstruct this entire conference by yeah. beginning the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs>
0: <laughs> time for some new I like how everything's
1: like so accelerated. <laughs> yeah, like, we got to go. Of course, <laughs> usually takes no. us. this is the iGM PlayStation Podcast, number one PlayStation Podcast on the internet. Like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. I la- go! <laughs> no! I like no, how. No, no, it- we I have go. time!
0: It usually takes us 20 minutes to get to the robot. Uh There are 15 items on the list. Jesus! Now, keep in mind that this is only news from the conference. Uh, any news, interesting news, like Hotline Miami, for instance, getting a date on PS4 that's yeah, not in here. That's next yeah. week. Uh, There are some anna- various announcements, blah, 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 Surgeon Simulator, all that kind of stuff. Not, yeah. not going to be in here. There are 15 items just from this, from the conference, and some things might be missing. Sorry, that's the way it's going to be. Number yeah. one. Biggest news. PlayStation 4 has officially sold over 10 million units to consumers. That means that this isn't a ship number or sold yeah. to stores. This is, they made it very clear. This is sold a consumer. So the, so the install base is over 10 million. Unlike which is, some companies. It took them nine months to reach that goal. Um, that would make uh, oh, PlayStation 4 continue to be the fastest selling console of all time. Um, so that's that. You think it's all time for the Flash TV show? Yep. <laughs>
1: Get it? Cause it's fast. Yeah, it's we speeding. put more PlayStation and... 4s on. They'll be gone in a flash. <laughs> Speaking of flash, PlayStation way.
0: Uh, and just as a note, PlayStation 4 outsold Vita in nine months.
1: Oh. Speaking of which, Jamie right wrote into Beyond at IGN.com and said, "What are y'all wearing to the Vita's funeral?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Woo, doctor, I'm, I'm going naked. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep laughing so so, so I don't cry hide the
1: tears. Yeah, not uh, nothing. No, no. Uh, are we? I'm sure we're gonna get to it. Go well, ahead. Yeah, sorry.
0: well, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Technically, Sony or Vita has fewer exclusives now than it did at the beginning of the uh, beginning. Of the we'll, get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> Number two, Until Dawn has been re-revealed and is a Woo! PlayStation 4 exclusive title. The game, which was once on PlayStation 3, which Greg and I saw about three years ago a running, long time ago. Uh, is still being worked on by Supermassive Games in the UK, and it has been significantly reworked and rewritten. It's still a horror game in the style of a teen horror movie, though it seems a little, like, not quite as campy anymore. Yeah, it looks and, way more Eli Rafi. And we hope to learn more about it soon. Um,
1: I can already break news for you. Based on my eye for Nashville stars, that's Hayden Penetty yep. every That's sure what is. she had the mo- the balls all over her face about. She's in that game. Yeah,
0: we're gonna, podcast. We're going to get a run
1: right up at noon. There is no way Podcast Beyond is a family podcast.
0: Yeah. If you are listening podcast.
1: with this ch- your children, you are doing it wrong.
0: Podcast Beyond is a no way, shape, or form designed for children.
2: Better not bring your kids. <laughs> number,
0: number three. We
1: are in rare form. we got to do these accelerated shows more, the 45-minute podcast. Go!
0: Number three, both Journey and the Unfinished Swan are officially coming to PlayStation 4. Both games were largely rumored to be coming to PS4 over the past month, with various leaks all but confirming it. Both titles are being ported externally and will run at 1080p. Interestingly, there's no word on Vita versions for the games. The Unfinished Swan's initial PS4 leak indicated it would also come to Vita. Mm. Uh, In case people don't know, Journey was Game of the Year on IGN 2012. Unfinished Swan was nominated for Game of the Year in 2012. Uh, Those are arguably the two best digital games on PS3. Why they want to continue on porting every goddamn PS3 game to PS4 is anyone's guess, but other than that... Other than that, Tell you're fine what, with it. There it, it, it is. No Tell, us, with, <laughs> <how> you, <laughs> huh? Tell us why you mad, Colin. Tell us why you mad. I just don't understand. But uh, I tweeted this today, and a lot of people were like, "But I didn't have a PlayStation Three and stuff." And I'm like, I sympathize with you. But there are two things.
1: Hold on, Jason wants to. Uh, oh, he's going tra- to he's gonna jump in. in. Jason from Tennessee <laughs> writes in and says, "What up, a jolly Tennessee beyond to Greg, Colin, and Eric? The ever rotating third chair, of course." Beyond. <laughs> I have a question about a topic which Colin already expressed his frustration. This week, IGN reported that Sleeping Dogs is getting a definitive edition and is coming to current-gen consoles. Who is trying to sneak in? It's Sean. No, Sean, don't f- touch the light. Now I gotta bleep that bye, out. too. Bye, bye, now bye, I gotta we're bleep going that quick, out. Okay. I, Nick <laughs> had to set us up because you lied to us about setting us up, Sean, and he liked it that way. Whatever time it is in this stupid thing. I'm all frazzled. There's too much happening Oh, oh right. my
2: God. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <Jason> <laughs> says, Scott, <laughs> woo! No.
1: Jason says. got woo! Buffer up.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, this <laughs> might be one of the greatest episodes of the year.
1: <laughs> Jason said, why are we getting so many definitive editions coming to current-gen consoles, especially from Square Enix? And did this kind of post-release up-res porting happen during the PlayStation 2 PS3 transition era? Finally. What did these definitive editions do to the PlayStation ecosystem? Colin, sound off. Uh,
0: so did they happen between PS2 and PS3? No. The, uh, the So it really all started, I mean, it started way back. It started with, like, Super Mario All-Stars and stuff like that. But Sony really started the trend of releasing these, these up-res versions of games with God of War Collection and the Sly yeah. Collection and all those kinds of games. And it was novel. Ratchet, like, the games that we haven't seen in a while, right? And they did it, like, once in a while. Now they're just doing it with everything. Like, everyone's <laughs> just doing it with every game. You know? Like... The Last of Us was awesome. Like I said, The Last of Us in my review, I was like, "This is a must-play game. This is an exception. Like this should be everywhere." Um, and Journey and Unfinished Swan are great. So are Escape Plan and Flower and all the other games that are coming yeah, out. It's not that these games aren't great. It's just that they, they already exist. PlayStation Now exists. I don't want them spending even the minute amount of money they they spend on external studios to port these games. I'd rather them focus on new experiences. And a lot of people are like, "This is the thing that really gets me." Is like, "Well, I didn't own a PS3. And I'm new. You know, I'm new to the PlayStation ecosystem. I'm like, welcome." But what that basically says is that people that were loyal to PlayStation 3 and owned one, well, you just get these games again. And everyone else can just play, play them for the first time. And I don't really like that rationale personally. You know what I mean? Like, that's what PlayStation Now is for. So spend that money on some of the new games and put your your older games on PlayStation Now or, God forbid, just make the PlayStation Network backwards compatible and you can download all the PS3 games on PS4. Speaking of
1: loyalty, Greg Way, Josh Prayer writes in and says, "Beyond, Beyond, Dear Greg Cullen of the ever-rotating third chair with the recent announcement that Rise of the Tomb Raider is an Xbox exclusive, a lot of PlayStation fans are feeling betrayed and angry at the news. Why, after Tomb Raider started on PS1, would they choose now to alienate the fan base of PlayStation? What is your opinion on this? Is Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics making a bad decision abandoning the PlayStation fan base.
0: Uh, so I'm, I'm real quick as far as I understand that is not a real exclusive uh, like I've been reading on on online that uh, it's a timed exclusive and like the, the the language is all fuzzy so I don't know one way or the it's other all, but I've been reading funny. a lot of oh, stuff. you were living yeah. this
2: morning and and yeah, that's right. There's yeah. no time to think it's about my grammar. Messy. You were alive this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was living. I was living and breathing kind of of a sort. No, but the thing about this is that over time, PR speak has become increasingly flexible on this point, And I think it was established without any of us agreeing to it, but like, just by not calling it out. that A couple of years ago, they just started calling timed exclusives. Exclusives, exclusives yeah. Because they technically had – well, no one's called them out and no one's called them for their bullshit. Right. So, I mean, it's just like –
1: but I, the what I, Mitch Dyer was trying to catch me up on it this morning, saying that originally it was an exclusive this holiday season. Everybody's right. like, "Oh, it's exclusive to that." And then they went through on their Tumblr blog post and said, "No, exclusive, co- comma and coming." Like it's not. They were making it sound like it is definitive that it is.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I have to do more research. We haven't had much time. Yeah. But this reminds me a lot of like, didn't Microsoft like tweet that Metal Gear Solid Five was exclusive? at one point or whatever. There's just like all sorts of when they had Kojima You're on not, stage, like that was a thing. People
2: bing. throw those that word yeah. around. Here's here's the one thing. Here's the fly in the ointment. Slow it down.
0: So. <laughs> we're
2: not trying to go slow. We're going to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-woo! No, <laughs> we... Podcast Beyond 3.55 gotta go fast. <laughs> 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 no, but, so this year, you, you heard at Gamescom, everyone was like, yeah, so this is going to make its console debut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're being very specific about if the game is coming late. If the, if they know the game is coming later to another console, they are using that that verbiage. Sure. So I would imagine that if they just said exclusive, and they certainly did, just say exclusive, that they they at least to their knowledge think the game it's they, wrapped up. there are no plans at this point. At the very least, yeah. Someone's got to come. Someone's gotta ask.
0: Someone's got to ask him, Are you making a PlayStation Four version of this game or a PC version of this game? Right. Also, Greg, if you swallow that water as loud as you just, there's did, no time
1: for this kind of sidetracking. No, when you
0: want the, the, the Tomb
3: Raider thing,
1: uh, he's <laughs> offended as a PlayStation. I mean, a fan. It makes sense. I mean, I assume on a business level, right? Like Tomb Raider sold well, but they talked about the fact that it didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. Mm. It wasn't a success right. by their numbers. So you're assuming they come to him with Rise of the Tomb Raider, like, hey. You're not going to sell that much, so here's what Microsoft's offering compensation-wise to make sure. that.
0: And, as we know from the PS3 to PS4 ports, it took us all of eight months to get the definitive edition of (laughs) Tomb Raider on PlayStation 4, so thank you for that. Number four, Housemark. Woo! Woo! The developer best known for Super Stardust, HD, Dead Nation, and Resogun is officially hard at work on a new PlayStation 4 exclusive. God... Bless them. <laughs> we love that. It's called Alienation and looks to be a sci-fi inspired shooter in the twin stick style, which is what Housemark is best known for. Uh, we hope to have more on this game soon. Very exciting news that oh, they're yeah. already working on another game. Mark's talented. Uh, really, 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 really exciting. Everything they touch so far has been awesome. I thank um, Sky
2: Wizard for them. I, I really do. Oh, that's what you call God? <laughs> I <just> love the <laughs> Sky Wizard. I love Sky Wizard. I, God I bless wait, him.
1: I'm just I, not familiar with its origin.
2: I'm sorry. Don't make fun of my faith. <laughs> make, that wizard came from the don't, moon don't make, <laughs> don't make fun of the faith I don't have, Craig Okay, relax Anyway, uh, number five Number five.
0: Yeah, we won't spend any time on that Because it speaks for itself Number five The Vanishing of Ethan Mars is coming to PlayStation 4 Originally announced only for PC The game will come to console first on PS4 And revolves around a supernatural detective Charged with investigating the kidnapping of a young boy It's an adventure game in genre Though it seems to have significant horror elements as well That sounds mm-hmm. cool uh, Yeah it does sound yeah. cool. X yeah.
2: people can fly. Uh, devs are amongst that team. Cool astronauts. So
0: that's Bolt Storm, right? Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Number six. This is this is an exciting one. DayZ is officially coming to PlayStation Ooh. Four. Bohemian Inter- Bohemian Interactive is bringing its hit PC survivalist shooter at an unknown date and time to Sony's console, and it will be somewhat identical to the PC version, taking place in a post-Soviet state after a dangerous infection has wiped out most of the world's population. Uh, that game, uh, I think, started as a mod, right? Yep. Right. And uh, I think it I think it looks really cool. It sounds really cool.
1: Here's my problem. We didn't see anything. It's right. DayZ. Like, at this point, like, don't come out and make an announcement about it. Show stuff. Show how it's running on the PlayStation mm. 4. Give some kind of hint for a window. I'm excited, too. Right. But I'd love to know more. I mean, the fact that they don't show it, they don't talk about it, makes me think, well,
2: best case scenario, fall 2015, like... I also don't know what, what the console market is going to make of that game. I mean it's a I, I think it's a cool game, but again it being it be it piggybacking off of Arma two. If you've ever played Arma Two or Arma Three, you know it has a very particular feel to it that I just, you know, call it, like if you look at console gamers, they play shooters, they're used to that like kind of blazing fast, super sure. fluid sure. action. I mean, even even by survival horror standards on console, I would say Arma two feels a little bit and not in a bad way, but intentionally kind of slow sure. and deliberate. Interesting to see how people you know, on the console side accept that. I think they'll be
1: fine. They accepted Minecraft, no problem. Granted, not the exact same thing. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying apples to apples here, but sure, sure, I sure. think there's those crossovers. Tyler writes in and says, and you can do it at beyond.igna.com, but you already know that we don't have time for the email address. Will DayZ affect the little-known H1Z1 being developed by Sony? First off, that's being developed by Sony Online Entertainment, Uh and I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, they've confirmed a PlayStation 4 version, right? I think everyone's just always assumed. They're talking PC, but of course, SOE is the folks who brought Free Realms, DC Universe Online, PC games to the PlayStation platform. You'd imagine it's happening. Side. I
2: hope it's happening. Thank you, Planetside. And also the only way it's going to ha- be a problem is if you live in a world where there's this imaginary rule where there can only be one zombie survival sure, game yeah, sure. on a platform at any given time, you, which is a rule clearly no one has been following for the I last it, decade. I think it would
1: only be a problem if they come out head-to-head. I mean H1Z1 sure. seems right. to be ahead of the curve. I don't know, we don't know how far DayZ is, but I doubt there's going to be anybody where, hey, this great MMO with zombies is coming out. It's called H1Z1. I'm waiting for DayZ. <laughs> <Right>. Thank
0: you. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Number seven. Ruffian Games revealed Hollow Point, a PlayStation 4 and PC shooter that revolves around dangerous corporations and the mercenaries they employ. It has cooperative options, including four-player co-op, and will launch in 2015. If Ruffian Games sounds familiar to you, that's because the studio is best known for Crackdown 2 on Xbox 360. The game will be published by Paradox. Cool. Number eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Yay, video games! Sony has outlined It's massive Upcoming firmware update Firmware 2.0 Damn. For Playstation 4 2.0 will have Friend-finding features And as previously promised Will also support Direct uploading of videos To YouTube But the biggest addition Is Share Play, The ability for players To play the same game On PS4 Regardless of where They are in the world Interestingly you can Invite your friends To play alongside you Cooperatively or competitively And only one of you Has to actually own the game That's cool um, So that's pretty neat We'll see how that works
1: you're gonna play a whole bunch of people, right? You're
3: gonna
2: oh playing, yeah, all the
0: time. Them all I'm, gonna, I'm, the gonna, guns. I'm gonna figure out the quickest way to shut that option off on my PS4. What yeah, are yeah. they?
2: What are they gonna do for people who don't have friends? And just... oh
0: you use your PlayStation. You use your PlayStation TV <laughs> to have it on another on another television in your house, and your cat will sit in front of it.
2: <laughs> oh, I wanna play with my cat.
0: <laughs> Number nine. Two games. Nine. The developer best known for its extensive Pixel Junk series on PlayStation 3, PSP, and Vita is working on a new game for PS4. It's exclusive. It's called the Tomorrow Children, and like many of Q Games' other titles, it's in three D. It takes place in a Soviet-like state in an alternate history. It seems to take a page out of Minecraft, but right now, little else is currently known about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think calling it just Minecraft is very reductive. I don't think it's just that, but it's it is about mining. Um, like literally, <laughs> sure. it is about mining. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It looks it, like the, the trailer is actually really cool and super creepy. Yeah, really creepy. Yeah. And Q yeah. Games is awesome. Yeah. Um, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's it's good. I was wondering if they were not going to be in the fold. Um, anymore because they started porting pixel junk games to pc mm-hmm. and they're making other stuff now but it seems like they got them back which is cool number 10 this is the lightest news of all because i have no idea what the hell it is pt <laughs> pt a mysterious horror game was announced for playstation 4 and some sort of interactive demo for it is live right now on the playstation network right i have no idea what else to say about that yeah the
1: like, demo cut off too right yep. the trailer was
0: going and it just abruptly stopped and it was like oh all right and then it's an- and then andrew ryan was just uh it's like ah uh number 11 this time around
1: he got a lot of crap last time he was on stage. No, no, I debut. think
0: the European guys are great. Yeah. Everyone's great.
1: We're all great. Number 11. I saw Shuhei in the audience to see him. Sitting uh, next to you in your house like a boss.
0: I'm surprised they didn't put him up there.
1: He can't steal a limelight forever.
0: That's true. They got to make sure t- there's other people they're getting coming They got tired out. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Number 11. Destiny's first expansion pack, The Dark Below, is announced at Sony's press conference, though Bungie seemed to make it clear that unlike Destiny's betas, everyone who plays the game will get the DLC at the same time. Regardless of the console they're playing on. Additionally, it was revealed that Destiny is officially the most pre-ordered new IP of all time. And that a according majority Yeah, according to GameStop. And that a majority of its pre sales have come on PlayStation 4.
2: Alright. I'm nope. excited. Yay for them, they're making money. Number twelve. In, for the game. I'm not excited <laughs> okay. for <their> money
0: making <laughs> <laughs> number 12. Number 12. Media Molecule is working on a new PS4 game, and we didn't find out what that was today. We did, however, learn that Tearaway is being ported from PlayStation Vita to PlayStation 4 in the form of Tearaway Unfolded. The game will essentially be a straight port, up and reworked for PS4 and the DualShock 4 controller. It's still unclear when it will launch. That's why I was saying earlier in the podcast that Vita's technically has one fewer exclusive right. now.
1: <laughs> that was, I got so excited when they came out. Me too. Expecting I saw- to hear the PlayStation 4 thing, and then it was Tearaway, and I was like, alright, we're gonna get through this Tearaway port to, oh, nope, no, they're going, nope, that's it. That's I was excited
0: when I saw their logo and then i saw rex come out and rex did tear away so i was like that's probably the project he's most immersed in you assume that he is not working on their major ps4 yeah. game so when i saw him i was like this must have something to do with Tearaway."
1: mark writes into beyond at ign.com just like you can he says i was disappointed that media molecule just remade tear away honestly i was excited about most of the indie games do you guys think that gorilla should have showed their game to end it or shown some other sh- shown uh, media molecules ps4 so basically he wants to know it should have ended with gorilla or media molecules ps4 thing
0: it would have been cool. I think what's most tantalizing about all this, regardless of how you feel about some of these games, is that we still have no idea what these a lot of these first-party studios are working on, which makes the future really Such kind as... of a, uh gorilla, Media Molecule, and... Bend, 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 bend. Uh, but even, you know, like, uh, the, like most of the studios, we really are, are a mystery right now, and that's exciting, it, and there's still a mystery after today. Like, literally no first-party studio announced a new game today.
1: Isn't it getting kind of old, though?
0: I guess. I mean, what do you, like, maybe the Gorilla's just not ready yet, you know? I
1: guess. I mean, I understand that. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, I don't know how much it's exciting, I mean, like, the the reaction, you know, the straw poll I'm seeing
0: on Twitter is people were disappointed in the conference, right? I was. I mean, I, I, I guess so. It's just, it's I'm not just, like they went out there and were like, we have no games.
1: Sure. No, no, like no. Like, our no. studios aren't ready <laughs> and we have
0: no games to show. It's like, we actually have a ton of games with second-party partners that are exclusive. Some of them aren't, some of them are. And then we, the, our studios are still working on these games. So I, I think that you can kind of have the best of both worlds. I think people have to be a little more realistic. Like, um, it seems like Sony's being smarter about how they announce their games, sure. so that the Last Guardian doesn't happen over and over again. Right. right. That's a great point. Um, and uh, when they're ready, they're ready. You know, let's keep in mind that. Um, you know, a lot. There were a lot of rumors about Sony Santa Monica's game, which was in development for years. They had layoffs at the studio earlier, and that game was apparently canceled. Um, you know, you've, we've heard that from all over the internet. Good point. Um, and that game was never revealed at all. So at least they saved themselves the, the trouble of sure. having. You know, because those kinds of things happen. Yep. That's unconfirmed, of course, but you know, that's those are the rumors we've heard. So I think it's great. Like I was excited about the this stuff because it's like, well, I would love to see what Gorilla working on, but I can wait. I mean, you sure. know, where there's all these other games. I think no, I'm sorry. Oh, it's
2: okay. Uh, I think also in terms of the press conference itself, uh, I think the reason some people are disappointed is because I do think that tearaway unfolded is a really weird way to end the. It's not to me. It's not an exclamation point. Sure. To me, that is a that is a game that so so Vita. It's an ellipsis. Exactly the Vita the Vita the Vita ownership (laughs) in the world is you (laughs) know we're a rare bunch. And even amongst them, I would say Tearaway as great as it is wasn't a game that everyone connected with. I did not. Right. I don't I, yeah. I certainly didn't at yeah. all. And I, I came into it expecting fully to love it. Um so that said, like, I feel like that was aimed at a very specific part of their demographic and I thought that they I've thought for sure when they showed that, I'm like, Okay, they got one more and it's gonna be a big, big hammer. I expected and, the
1: whole and one more thing and it's right. just the teaser trailer like we got it through in the show. Exactly. 4. That's what right. I That's was the happen. exclamation point of in it, it's Gorilla's logo, it's two seconds of Post apocalyptic world, not, you know, just another CG trailer. Right. It's just Nate and Sully playing cards. Dressed as Hellguest. Yeah. <laughs> as hell. Oh my God. Um, Real quick, Eric wanted to chime in. We, we're talking a little bit about Tearaway on PlayStation 4 right now. He has a question about it, just to clarify. Just wondering your thoughts about PlayStation's 4's Tearaway. We already got that. I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, but after getting the platinum, I realized I would probably never play it again. Mm-hmm. The Gamescom announcement made it sound like a Tearaway .5 of sorts. My question is, do you, do you guys know if this will be the Vita title with a few new levels? Thanks.
0: It's. A, I mean, he said that something like this. He said something. I not verbatim, but like this is essentially the same game. Like,
1: they showed the PlayStation 4 interaction. They showed the new thing where you're using the touchpad for the wind. I think you're, those are like the big bullet points of like, tear away plus this stuff for the PlayStation controller. Yeah,
0: yeah I think, I, you know, uh, one of the things that I think we have to take away from, from, you know, what I took away from this, and I don't think a lot of people are looking at it this way, just in general, the conference, and even the way Xbox is doing their thing with Sunset and stuff like that, is that a lot of people were saying that third-party exclusives are dead. Third-party exclusives are alive and they're well. They're all over the goddamn place right now, you know? And even if, we, even if Tomb Raider ends up being an exclusive or whatever, Sony's working with all of these studios that are outside of their ecosystem, some they've never worked with at all, mm-hmm. some that are brand new, yeah. which we'll get to in a little while, that, like are making exclusive titles. So a lot of people thought that the, the era of exclusivity was over, but the era of exclusivity is is pretty big right now. Um, and that's kind of what I walked away from that thinking, was that Sony owns 16 or 17 studios. We don't know what most of them are working on. They're, they're, they're staunch partners that they don't own, like Quantic are working on things that we don't know what they're working on right now. And then they have all these other teams that are just making... Games and I'm like, this is good. I mean, this is good. This is a good for an, an exclusive ecosystem for both consoles. The same way, you know, Microsoft's working with with their partners. So um, that's what I kind of walked away from this conference, and I don't think a lot of people are looking at it quite like that. Uh, yeah,
2: Vince. Well, I'm just <laughs> on the flip side of that is that I feel like sure. There's a so the word exclusive is being thrown around a lot, right? People are every almost every single announcement. I saw both press conferences today. Almost every single one, every game came with some kind of a something 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 exclusive it's this kind of an exclusive like a it's a kind yeah. of exclusive you know it's uh it's an exclusive for this amount of time it's an exclusive to console yeah.
0: they
2: they're using that word a lot first to
0: console is what first one of the big the, ones. right
2: first to console um so yeah i mean i, I still think that getting exclusive stuff is going to be a big part of the ecosystem forever because as long as you've got two people competing they're going to try to find ways to differentiate themselves from one right. another but a lot of it not all of it i'll say but i think a lot of it just comes down to marketing speaking
0: no i i other. agree i mean when i look at the list uh, so far, we've gone through. Until Dawn is exclusive, uh, a real exclusive. Journey Unfinished One are obviously exclusive. Alienation's really exclusive. The Vanishing Ethan Mars is not exclusive. Daisy is not exclusive. Hollow Point is not exclusive. Um, let's see. The Tomorrow, uh, the Tomorrow Children is exclusive. PT is probably not exclusive. Destiny is not exclusive. Tearaway is exclusive. Um, and there's one more exclusive, one more not exclusive coming up. So, so like it seems like a pr- a, a good a pretty fair mix. Yeah. yeah. Number 13, PlayStation TV, which is, uh, you know, is Vita TV, probably, has officially uh, has a release date for the West. The home version of PlayStation Vita, which allows you to play most Vita games on your TV, as well as PS1 and PS2 classics, and also allows you to mirror your PS4 on another TV, which is very exciting. Will launch on October 14th in North America and November 14th in Europe. It'll cost $99 or €99, respectively, and will come with vouchers for free digital games. Um, I'm going to buy one. But yeah, you are. more as a curiosity. I just love what a super nerd you are. We're like, blah blah blah, and this is super exciting. Mirror your PlayStation Four. On another TV. I, I think that's awesome because I. No, I'm with you because no, no, no. We, we have love remote play. Well, because Greg and I, we have what three TVs in the house, and we are constantly bringing our consoles between them, yeah. and it's just annoying. So we could just keep a Vita TV in there and just mirror the, you know, like the the PS4 without having to move things. I think that's great, uh, but maybe not a common problem. <laughs> Number fourteen.
2: Certainly not in San Francisco. It's yeah. not a common
0: problem. Number 14, Ninja Theory, the studio known to PlayStation fans for creating Heavenly Sword, and the studio also responsible for the Devil May Cry reboot, DMC, has announced its new game. It's called Hellblade, and frankly, it looks a hell of a lot like Heavenly Sword. I can't mm-hmm. believe How, it's not. However, Heavenly it doesn't Sword. appear to be exclusive. It'll only be coming first to PS4. Which means so, it has to not be Heavenly Sword. Yeah, so so for people that don't know, Sony doesn't own Ninja Theory, but Heavenly Sword is a Sony-owned IP. If, it's, if it is... And it looked—I think Kai is her name, which is Kai, which yes. was the the main character's sister. Yes. In Heavenly Sword, it looked like her. Looked um, exactly when I saw the art style and all that, I was like, "This is Heavenly Sword too." Um, but they, when they were going over the games after they announced them, they were like, "These are all coming first to PlayStation 4. So that can't possibly be it, unless Sony gave them permission to use the IP. Which is possible, and remember that Heavenly Sword's getting a movie.
1: Yeah, that's the one that might uh, be the one big thing, right? right? Like you can use the IP since we're trying to get this movie out. Right. You know how actually build some kind of fan reaction for it.
0: Heavenly Sword had like a... I really liked that game. That I was love probably Heavenly that War. was probably the first or one of the first PS3 exclusives that came out that I actually connected with because we were waiting mm-hmm. for a long time for like something. You know, Resistance was good, uh, Super Stardust, but which was I think around the same time actually, like summer 2007. So that came Heavenly Sword came out in 2007. And that was one of the first ones I really connected with. So, and I, I think a lot of people were surprised that they didn't do a sequel. I think Ninja Theory wanted to do a sequel. I think they were clear about that, um, but the game didn't sell. So, this is probably as close as we're going to get.
2: Yeah, I think I beat that game in about two sittings, and uh, I just I couldn't I couldn't stop. Uh, one of the few yeah. times I got caught up with characters in a um, in an action game, which doesn't really happen. Usually, I'm all about mechanics. Mm. You know, it's all about combat, and the combat was was very good in Heavenly Sword, but. No, the that was the first time I was ever like entranced by characters, and I cared about what they were saying and right. what they were doing on the PS3. Anyway, that was the first. time I sure. Uh, sure, game sure, sure. This for me.
0: Yeah, that was a large. That's a largely forgotten game. Yeah, for me, it was a Super Rabbid Dub. Super what I rub-a-dub? with the characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Echo Chrome, number fifteen. Wild has been announced. Wild is the game's name, by the way. <laughs> yes. Has been announced as a PlayStation Four exclusive. It comes by way of Sheep Studios, the new developer founded by Michelle Ansel, who is best known for creating Ubisoft's smash hit series Rayman. The game apparently takes place on an enormous map and is all about creating your own creature and exploring the world. A little else is currently known about it. Um, that's a pretty big get. Uh, yeah. He's a he, that guy's he's a pretty big uh, pretty Hoji. Um, but uh, we'll see more about that game. That is an exclusive. So, um, as far as I understand. But who knows what that board even means anymore, like Vince was saying.
1: <laughs> uh, that was a great Baker's Dozen for the Roper mm-hmm. Report, but now it's time to move on to the list. We don't have time to say it all. On New Games this,
0: this is what week. comes out this week
1: if you're new to the show. If you picked a horrible show to listen to, to the show, <laughs> This may be the worst episode. Oh, I hear a lot of, Podcast of good things ever. about podcasts, be honest. It's like a screaming. This might be
0: the best or the worst episode, depending on how you look at it.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to be it, – it's up there with It's going to be a cult <laughs> classic. I love you
0: guys. I love the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.
2: Woo! 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 <laughs> so you opened that can and now it's like I, I i must have watched that video maybe three times a day all through college yeah yeah so it's like bombs, it's, world. It's, uh. yeah, it's like taking everything in my power not to like recite it from the beginning so just go
0: on playstation oh. 3 a Keebish trip on dead and undressed is available digitally and at retail that's a mysterious game. I played it at E3. It is very strange. Mysterious. Very, is a word very. Word we might use to describe very, it very, very strange Moriarty. game. Uh, Hohokam is available digitally finally after what seems like a development cycle of eight years. <laughs> uh, Risen Three Titan Lords is available digitally in retail on PlayStation Four. Hohokam is also available digitally, and Surgeon Simulator Anniversary Edition is available digitally. And Out of I, the blue. I, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. it. Has a platinum trophy, by the way.
2: I know what you'll be doing this weekend. Uh, Screaming at your TV. If you didn't like
1: like Octodad, you are not going to be down (laughs) with Search the Simulator.
0: Uh, Vita uh, also gets a Kiba trip. Undead and Undressed, uh, digitally and at retail. Disgaea 4, A Promise Revisited, is available digitally and at retail. We'll have a review of that soon. Akiba will also have a review of soon. Gravity Crash Ultra, which is pretty cool. I played it at E3, is available digitally. I'll be reviewing that in the coming weeks because I don't have any time right now. Hohokum is available digitally, and Hohokum's review should go up soon. Yes. Uh, My Singing Monsters is available digitally. No idea what that is. And Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, which is a really cool beat-em-up that I think was on Xbox 360 originally, um, has been ported to Vita. Uh, and it looks uh, looks pretty cool. So I'll be reviewing that as well, probably. But again, these reviews will be late because I have no time to do anything right now. Oh, and uh, I'm working on Tales of Exilia too, and that review will go up in the coming days. And if you're a Tales fan, you should be excited. Yeah, please be excited for it. Please be excited for the review <laughs> of
1: Tales. All right, now everybody put on your time travel caps. We're going back to Jamie. He asks... What are y'all Jamie's wearing? Jamie's a place or
0: a time? <laughs> <Jamie>? Yeah. <laughs> what are you wearing to the Vita's funeral? Colin. Yeah.
1: Where the f was the Vita today at Gamescom?
0: Where was our Minecraft bundle? I know. I couldn't believe. Like, I couldn't. There was not a single mention of not that a thing. Peep. In the in the sizzle reel, peep. it showed like you know some some guys and gals playing PS4, and then there was one scene of a guy playing Vita, and yeah. then they like went back to the, <laughs> then went back to PS4.
2: And that probably only got in there because the editor didn't do his job. Like, oh, I forgot to cut it. Hey, I didn't know you guys
0: made a new PlayStation 4 controller that looked like a little thing. Um, No, it was super sad. Uh, I wanted... I expected them to talk about Vita. Yeah. Every, like, what's becoming increasingly clear is that they're never going to talk about Vita again. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a bummer. Like, the, the messaging has been all messed up for Vita. It's not selling well. I do think it could live again. I do think that it's, it's, it, could, it could sell better. I think that they can support it better. I think that it's a huge mistake to abandon it like this um, because it's going to be rel- – they're not going to – get it. like, let's get it straight. They're not going to discontinue the Vita. Like people right. are like the Vita is dead and all that. No, they're going to keep making it. It's just like it's relegated to this hyper niche now of people that really like are learning about it from their friends. Because when you play a Vita, when you look at a Vita, you're like you're not maybe compelled by it. When you play it, I think most people are like, wow, this is actually really awesome. Um, and that they're now relying solely on that to to sell sure. them and not on you know any new compelling stuff. Like I, I predicted in my Gamescom predictions piece, like a Minecraft Vita bundle is like a no brainer. You know, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And that should be something you should put in your conference. Sure. You know, but... I don't know. It's sad. It so what so am I wearing sad. to the funeral? I'm Probably. going naked. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it from birthday your bedroom, suit. of course. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you know how I've been beating the drum for this Minecraft Vita. That's the one that I can't wait for. I think that could change the game. But yeah, if you never talk about it. Yeah. Granted, we don't know the release date. Granted, it's over. we were over in Europe for this, so it's a little bit different. But... I thought it was come on, Vinny, where I'm, was anything?
2: I love I love this system so much. Like yeah. I, I have I have like twenty plus games loaded on that at all times. Yeah. Um I I can't stop playing it. It for me it's become the so all the really awesome indie games that have maybe floated around a little bit on other platforms or on PC, it's like just like I'm playing the swapper on the go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously? And then all, all the other other similar. Indies that are coming down Rogue the it. Yeah, Rogue Legacy. Yeah. I'm I'm hopelessly addicted to Rogue Legacy right now. Um, I don't know if I'm catching up to you yet. What oh, level are you? Uh, level forty something. Uh, now? Yeah, I'm like 105 now. Okay, so yeah, I got a ways to go. It goes but, uh, really fast once you get going. No, I but I absolutely adore. It. Like I just this is there's more games on the Vita that move me than games on the 3ds that sure. move me uh, hands down. Like there are a couple of games on the 3ds that I love that I've put a lot of hours into, but Like that will keep my my attention and give me like a wide catalogue of what I'm looking for. To me it's like entirely the Vita and it makes me super sad that like that it's going the way it's We
1: keep looking for that infamous
2: game.
0: Keep looking for that Padapon game. I don't think it's gonna happen. It never happened. It's not gonna happen. The, The 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 like it's selling better in Japan. They keep announcing Vita games in Japan. There are more exclusives coming to Vita from Sony Studios. Like? Uh, Freedom Wars, Wars Ori which looks like a really, really cool, like, RPG. Um, and, and Gravity Rush. Right. Uh, too, Which may or may not be a Vita game anymore. Uh, so, mm. um, you know, it, it is disappointing because, like, they could do better with the Vita. They could just do better, you know? And I don't feel like they're treating it with the love it needs. Like you need to massage it a little bit and like and Do they not have to worry about it because of the success of PlayStation 4. Of course of course, but the PlayStation 4 should give them more reasons to to and the success of the PS4 should give them more reasons to support the Vita and be like, well, there's this other thing that you might like. You right. know? Sure. And and uh it's just a shame because I agree. Like I play so much on the Vita, and I know a lot of people that own them that feel the same way about it. I mean, I don't think I'm br- really breaking an embargo telling you I've been playing Velocity Two X on Vita, and it is bonkers. I'll br- then I'll br- is. I'll bring it along with you. Undertaker, Undertaker busts through the wall, kills yeah. you both. Um, it's bonkers. It's ridiculous. It's so that game is so dumbly good. Good. Like, I, I can't – it's, like, insane. Like, there's all these games that are just tailor-made. And, it, and we have it on PS4, too, and it's great there. But I feel like it's at home on Vita. And there's yeah. certain games that are just at home on Vita. Yep. Um, Hotline
1: Miami. Yep. Yeah. And now Hotline Miami 2, right? Like, yeah. that was their thing. They like The headlines were like, Hotline Miami 2, PlayStation 4 has a release date. I'm like, Vita – oh, it's the same thing. You're just not putting Vita anywhere around <laughs> it. But thank God it's on Vita because that's where I want to play it. Yeah.
2: yeah it's, I mean, it's the, thing that, the thing that kills me, too, is that I feel like there's games that are coming or already on the Vita that – if they were just it makes me think it's a cultural thing it's cultural to the to the to that brand like a game like freedom wars man from what we've played at freedom wars if that came out on 3DS tomorrow it would blow up it would explode that game would explode on on the 3DS and i feel like i mean i can hope it'll explode on the on the vita but it's just I don't. It's gonna be just like every other like quirky Vita exclusive, where it's gonna be excellent,
0: like Soul Sacrifice or like something, which, Sacri- which wasn't excellent, but it was good and like no sure. one cared, you know.
2: And, and that just makes me wonder, like, do Sony. Do Sony fans just not care about playing games on the go as much? Like, it's just that is they that, did with PSP. I don't know where they, those I people mean, if, went. If you grew up with the NES, then you also probably grew up with the with the Game Boy. Sure, you know what I mean. So I feel like that's just part of goes, Nintendo's culture. And the people who love Nintendo love love portable. Sure,
1: but the 3DS struggled for a while too until it had those marquee games, right? right? And that's the thing right now is that you figure Nintendo can always fall back on nostalgia. It can always have a new Mario that really gets right. you excited, Mario Kart that gets you really excited. Right. Whereas PlayStation's always bringing out these new franchises, these new exclusives that d- speak to the PlayStation fan base like us who, like, suffered through PlayStation 3's early days and have been there <laughs> bonded. But then, like, the kids, they use their f- touchpads, right? They got right. their Angry Birds and their Whatnots and their whats a whos <laughs> and then people who have their DS are happy with their DS. And I think we, I always take it for granted, and I used to, in my reviews, I know a lot, talk about, oh, yeah, I'm playing this PSP, because I was a big PSP supporter, right. playing this game on the train and, like, 90% of the country drives a car and doesn't take public transit, sure. you know what I mean? Like, they don't have those experiences where they think about video games, they come home and they sit down in front of their giant TV and they want to play something there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's weird and sucks, and for people, we travel all the time, like, right. yeah, so I we're, love that Vita.
0: We're, we're a unique subset. I just, you know, Scott Rohde and, and Shuhei, they, they listen to this show, other people at Sony listen to this show. I would just say reconsider, you know, like like, Vita can do better and Make the minecraft one, and yeah. i think that you know the die is kind of already cast for it yeah. i think that their silence on it is pretty telling um but there's just some weirdness when you go to e3 and freedom wars is behind closed doors and i play that and everything else is ps4 but then you go on the show floor and there are like 50 beta games yeah. and these games all have you know weight and worth um whether they're good or not they're just not the big game that you need to drive people to your to your handheld and i really feel like you know, they just have to, you know, like a new Uncharted would be a smart move, a new infamous new God of War, something that like gets the PlayStation Throw fans on board. Throw all your
1: PlayStation 4 money at Rockstar and get a new Grand Theft Auto. I mean,
0: can you imagine like if you got a oh, Liberty City Store, like a, you know, a It'd San Andreas insane. stories on Vita, that would sell, that would sell Vita. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, is it worth the investment? Do they want to do that? Obviously not. I just, it is sad because Vita is a really, really pretty delightful device and, uh, and I like the PSP a lot too. And I like the 3DS, but... I like playing portable games and I think that you don't have to justify a portable simply if you're on the go. I think that a portable is fine in your house, you know? Like, so it's just, I don't know, but I think Greg's right. I think that the climate has just changed. I think Sony misunderstood, you know, misunderstood the climate. I think I certainly misunderstood the climate as a, you know, as a critic too. I think a lot of people did. Um, I remember, you know, a lot of people uh, make fun of our bullishness with Vita what, before it came out, but a lot of people forget that everyone was really excited about about oh, it. yeah. And I'll never forget that, um, uh, what was it? 2011 at E3 when they announced the price, or was it 2012 at E3 when they announced? No, it was 2011 when they announced the price, and, and everyone couldn't it. Everyone flipped, kind of flipped yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They flipped. I remember like people like there's a lot of revisionist history on this now, but like if you go to any gaming website, any at, read editorials, everyone's like the Vita is going to be awesome and it's huge. Yeah. I can't believe it cost so cheap Absolutely. and it's blah 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 blah. And then it just
1: then the memory card price. Yeah, then yeah. then
0: the memory cards and all that kind of stuff dropped like a ton of bricks and killed the momentum and then 3d you know nintendo brilliantly released mario kart and new super mario world 2 or whatever yeah. or brothers 2 or whatever world. it was yeah, yeah. uh at the same time in japan and just murdered it yeah you know so it's just it was actually a brilliant stroke of genius yeah. on, james it. chimes in with something um, we missed because
1: c- we had to move around so fast today of course it's the fastest episode of podcast beyond the history of podcast beyond- ever. <gasps> james running beyond Jane.com said beyond dear greg Colin, an ever-rotating third chair Today it was announced that Valiant Hearts, arguably one of the best games of the year, is coming to iOS mobile devices. Ooh. This shocked me, since I expected it to follow U- UbiArts' Ubi other game, Child of Light, on the Vita. I can't help but think this is another blow to Vita, and it seems like its support is quickly waning. I understand that there are many third-party games coming up for the system that Vita needs, but is support going to survive much longer? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that was super sad. I still hold that hope they'll come around, but...
0: Well, they had they they of the light out, and
1: like now it's not there. It's
0: like, yeah. Well, child of light was probably their their test bed to see see, how it would do, and it probably didn't do well. This is the same thing you were talking
1: about last week with Bioshock, right? Like Bioshock uh, is being ported to iOS and not to Vita. That
2: blows my mind.
0: Right. It's just a that's just a travesty. Like like not only with I wasn't here for that episode, but it's not even that it's not on Vita. Like whatever. It's just that you're gonna play arguably the best story driven shooter of all time. On a touchpad? I don't think so, sir. You're not going to be playing it on that touchpad. Do yourself a favor and buy it on PS3 or Xbox 360 where it belongs. Mm. You need or PC. Or PC, right. <laughs> you need to uh, have a more tactile control scheme than that. And you that's You need to have like a real actual. Your fingers are gonna device. be all over the screen. You need an actual gaming device. It's just it's just not good. that I wasn't appalled like other people were they're like, what what about Vita? I was like, yeah, it's sad. I mean obviously it's not gonna come to Vita. The the what I was appalled about I was like I
2: was like a tablet, Jesus! <laughs> that just shows you what it comes down to. I mean, not that we ever had any questions about what it comes down to, but it's not about whether or not it can do it or whether or not the experience is gonna do is gonna be you know a good experience. It's about whether or not their efforts are going to pay off in mm. the end. And you look at the install base of the mm. one, you look at the install base of the other. One of them pays off, and the other one doesn't. And the sad thing is that on iOS. It'll sell. It'll sell no matter how crappy the controls are. And I don't know that they're crappy, I haven't used them myself. But if it's as if it's if it's controls as well as the best handling first person shooter on the I on iOS, it'll be crappy. And it'll still sell enough that they feel better about doing that than they would have about Vita. And that makes me kind of sad.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like that. I don't I just can't play core games. Of most genres on a t- on a touchscreen, you know, like there are games that are perfect for that. Like when I play Plants vs sure. Zombies or I play strategy games and stuff on yeah. my on my tablet, that's totally great. But a shooter, come on, the uh, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm so distressed and saddened by Vita's state. Yeah, generally that um, you know, it's just a bummer. Just a right. You get trophies on the go for god's sake
1: <laughs> why wouldn't you want it what are you um, thinking <laughs> we have to start wrapping up the show already believe it or not ladies and gentlemen last week i talked about the gamer masterpiece contest you guys came out to help me thank you so much you still can at bit.ly slash beyond painting <gasps> but a young man who is named yui chi who actually is an online content producer at konami wrote in about it he says hey greg colin an honored guest I have attached my altered gamer masterpiece, including a 1920 by 1080 wallpaper. Placed appropriately in the picture is none other than Shuhei Yoshida-san. Big boss's face is also placed at the back of the boat. <laughs> if you're watching the video, this is up. If you're getting the MP3, it's embedded in the article. You're welcome to go download this wallpaper. I'll probably make it the album art. Uh, yui goes on to say, feel free to distribute to the Beyond Nation and keep up the great work. Please look forward to a special interview with Kojima-san and Jeff Keeley regarding Metal Gear Solid V: The Phantom Pain, Wednesday on Twitch.tv slash Konami. Well, you're welcome. That's a shameless plug, you <laughs> but you're welcome to look forward to that. Um, the painting's awesome. It's like you know, mine's all terrible We're terrible Photoshop, but this is really good. Are you winning? Um, no. Well, see here what's happening. Right is that I, I, if you're ca- just catching up, I did the whole thing. It's gonna be a very long no, by the way. No, I, well, I, I keep going back and forth. Uh, I said you know, vote for me on this thing. I want to put the portrait that they'll give me in the office. Give the PlayStation 4 away to a Beyond fan. Some people, of course, uh, the majority of Beyond fans. Ninety-nine percent of you were like, totally, we're in. Vote, 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 vote. I skyrocketed to first place. Then Gaff got a hold of this, oh, and they're like, "Wait no. a second, this is bad." And like, I, the, the people are in there defending the cause or whatever, so they started voting for the second place. The joke is on them because the top ten wins. So I don't even care if I'm not number one. <laughs> go, go vote
0: forever. Oh wait, so everyone wins? T- yeah, the top, top that's 10? the
1: thing. Is like, I've you, you get your own print of it. I set up the contest a bit wrong. For I, I'm not screwing over the number one person. I'm screwing over the twenty-first person. Is <laughs> the first. T- the top 10 get the painting and a PS4 the top 20 I guess the next top 10 you know the whatever right. 11 through 20 they just get the painting no PS4 so that's it all harsh
0: go- you get the painting with uh your stupid with Galahad on it and stuff and, <laughs> and D- Delson but you can't play their games yeah. alright so yeah, go <laughs>
1: B-I-T dot L-Y slash Beyond Painting. I'm still trying to win you all PlayStation 4. You can submit, uh, I think, I, what did I say? I need a PlayStation 4. Or I need. Yeah, please a see PS4. keep sending those emails. Those. You make up filter. Oh,
0: it's so hard to delete email.
1: You love so rough. It's so rough being college. Your hair is coarse. I don't uh, know. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, That's why you, I have the Italian Afro. <laughs> time
1: for another installment of my favorites. New segment The Worst PlayStation Name of the Week. This comes from Elijah. Hey, Greg, Colin, and the person in the Russian Roulette third chair of yours. <laughs> I'm a 16-year-old high school senior that lives in the Bay Area like you guys. I've had my PS3 for five years now, and my PSN name is Mr. Ponton. Ponton is actually my last name. That, That may sound more of an uncommon name rather than a bad one, but it's the story that makes it bad. When me and my dad were making my PSN account, we were confused as to use an email address or make up a name for the username. So part of this old email address, which started Mr. Ponton, for the username is what we use. From then on, every time I play an online match, the people who don't know me usually always pronounce my name wrong. I've heard mispronunciations that range from Mr. Proton, Mr. Proton, and Mr. Pintin <laughs> to Mr. Potion, Mr. Position,
0: and Mr. Photon. <laughs> Mr. Potion yeah. I want to be Mr. Potion I even heard Mr. <laughs> Tampon What's <laughs> One, the one's
1: going to get you calling One guy just gave up and called me Mr. Jamestown <laughs> 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 Honestly I've heard so many deviations that it doesn't even bother me anymore uh, Thanks for reading this letter and beyond Let us change our names Shuhei Yoshida <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond Episode 355. Usually we're a very orderly, fun, off-the-rails podcast. (laughs) I guess all that really happened. But we uh, go a little bit longer. Sorry we had to be short this week. Obviously, we're trying to shove in a lot for Gamescom. Remember, you need to go to IGN.com because it keeps the bills on. Go there, read all the games. Keeps the bills on. Keeps the bills on. There's no time to correct me! (laughs) Go to ign.com, read the articles, watch the videos, sign up for Prime. It gets you around the ads and it helps everybody and it gets you free games and it does cool stuff. Buy t shirts at splitreason.com slash ign. Follow us all on Twitter. IGN is ign. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Vince is Vincognito. You can watch the video version of the show, which posts every Wednesday, the MP3 every Tuesday. You can see it all spelled out there. Vince's little name.
2: When you want to woo, woo. Just
1: getting crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song. In a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. And today's actually floored me, ladies and gentlemen. We had a lot of great songs. I love this one. It comes from Alex. He says, beyond Greg Collin And the rotating third chair. My name is Alex. I am a member of an acapella group from Long Island. Oh! Called Satellite Lane. We we recently released our first single, which I think you'll enjoy. It's called Geeky Girl. And it's our nerdy love anthem. We've packed in it. Forty-three different nerd and pop culture references, including Mario, Portal, Doctor Who, Superman and Firefly. I'm sure that you'll be able to catch them all
0: and Jericho. Putting quotes.
1: <laughs> we'd love to be we'd love to be the first a cappella entry into Ryan's wrap-up. Alex, your song's fantastic. It's my pleasure to play this song, Geeky Girl, from Satellite Lane, which you can find across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as satellite satellite lane.com. Well, Alan. It's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, it's on everything else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, and we're out.
2: Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. <laughs>
3: I saw you staring from across the